Blog Talk Radio. Eastern Airlines will be taking off for New York with Eastern's Transcon four times a day. Only Eastern reserves every single seat in cabin two just for discount travelers. For a very low $149 each way on a round trip, you can fly clear across the USA. Just reserve and buy your ticket at least seven days in advance and stay a Friday night. You'll get full coach service and something more. New York. Eastern's Transcon. Monday, March 28, 1955, 
McAllister, Oklahoma. The, re- the reigning queen of country music has pursued a musical career since she was five years old. In junior high school, she performed with her musical siblings, a.k.a. the Singing McIntyres. A fine athlete, Reba McIntyre followed in the footsteps of her rodeo champion father in competitive barrel racing. Her performance of the Star Spangled Banner at the 1974 National Finals Rodeo in Oklahoma City caught the attention of songwriter Red Siegel, who suggested she consider a career in country music. She has earned has since earned seven gold and five platinum albums and two Grammy Awards. She has also explored the other avenues of entertainment, serving as a guest host on Good Morning America 1975 and earning generally favorable reviews for her acting and movie Tremors and TV miniseries Buffalo Girls in 1995. In 1988, she formed Starstruck Entertainment to oversee various numerous aspects of her musical and acting careers. She is extremely fortunate that she was not along when her eight band members uh, went tragedy in the airplane where they were flying on Saturday, March 16, 1991. There were eight lives lost on that tragic Saturday. Now, here's a song from her musical video. Uh, Originally, she had planned to do it with Kenny Rogers, but didn't work out, so she asked Vince Gill uh, to do instead. Reba says, it worked out well for the end for everybody, except I think Vince doesn't really care for video, and this one turned into a four-day shoot. It was great to spend time with Vince, and get to watch him do what he called the Gomer Pyle imitation for his character. But I had to pr- to promise him that in the event that he does another song with me, quote, he will never have to suffer through a four-day video shoot again, end of quote. Two per- the two performed this next song in 1992 at the Academy of Country Music Awards. So let's listen in.
Hey, Don and Dorothy, I see we have Mike uh, Scotts with us on the air. Hello, Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you guys doing? Doing good. We're doing great. It's coming in terrific. I haven't heard that song before, Neil, and it's beautiful. It is pretty, yeah. Let's see what else we can bring up, Don. Well, you know, it's easy to identify this talented lady by her red hair, sparkling blue eyes, voluptuous figure, and her Oklahoma accent. Boy, she's got one. (laughs) Her sister, Susie Lynch Singer, i.e. Susie McIntyre, is a Christian music star. Susie was James Cameron's first choice to play the unmistakable Molly Brown in Titanic 1997, but she had to decline because her touring schedule overlapped the filming date. Tragedy struck Reba when, in 1991, her entire band died in a plane crash. And then, in 1993, had a patch of skin cancer on her forehead removed. We know what that's like. I've always wondered what equipment is necessary to accommodate an entire group on tour. Reba, back in 1996, had, ready to hear this, 16 trucks, seven buses, and one jet to transport during her 100 concerts, 200 feet expandable stages, three separate performance areas, 10 dancers, five video cameras, six video screens, a 96-person crew. (laughs) That's 40 tons of equipment, folks. So now we know what it takes, at least for Reba McIntyre. Wow. I I think we toured in a 52 Oldsmobile in 1958. (laughs) There were five of us in that car with instruments and a rack on the roof with drum sets and stuff up there. It was crazy. I don't know how we did it. Well, here's some more facts. In, 2000, uh, in, t- in the year 2000, Reba was named the number two best-selling female artist of all time, following Barbara Streisand. Also in 2000, Reba was named the number one best-selling female country singer of all time. Reba attended the Kiowa High School in Southeastern State University. Her first public performance was Away in a Manger for a first-grade Christmas production. In college, she majored in elementary education and minored in music. She's the daughter of Jacqueline Clark and, and, uh, Jacqueline and Clark McIntyre. Now we have another song called Back to God. In these darkest days, are you not afraid? 
He was inducted into the Rodeo Hall of Fame of the Rodeo Historical Society. That's a support group of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. That was in 1988. Her grandfather, John Wesley McIntyre, 1897 to 1976, was world steer roping champion for, uh, for 1934 and was also a cap roper. He was inducted into the Rodeo Hall of Fame of the Rodeo Historical Society. That's a support group of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in 1984. At one time, she was classmates with Garth Brooks in Oklahoma. I did not know that. I didn't see that. She was awarded a star of the Hollywood Walk of Fame for recording at 7018 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California on September 18, 1998. She was a serious basketball player as a young girl. Imagine. Inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in March 2000, 2011. <laughs> Excuse me stepmother of Brandon Blacktock and aunt of great uh, Garrett Breck. Her stepson, Brandon Blackstop, is engaged to her good friend, Kelly Clarkson. And a staunch, she is a staunch conservative Republican. She did her own rendition of the 1973 Billboard hit song, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And that was sung by comedian and singer Vicki Lawrence in the early 1990s. The two ladies sang a duet of that song. She was awarded a star on the Music City Walk Hall of Fame in Nashville, Tennessee, in October. Uh, I'm sorry, in November of 2006. The night the lights went out in Georgia is a Southern Gothic melody. Of the of the homicide murder sort, composed and formed in 1972 by lyricist Bobby Russell, <laughs> excuse me, and sung by Vicki Lawrence, an American popular music artist, entertainer, creator, and comic. Lawrence's adaptation of her 1973 Bell Records collection of a similar name was the main hit on the Billboard Hot 100 after its discharge. Notwithstanding a few different uh, inter a few different inter preparations of melody was again a hit in 1991 when Reba McIntyre recorded it for her collection of "For My Broken Heart." Now, Miss Producer, let's hear some of that beautiful melody song. The night the lights went out in Georgia. And he 
She has the same first name as her character, Reba Hart, recipient of the inaugural 2018 Career Maker Award from the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame for her significant influence on the songwriters' careers of Hall of Fame members, was initially cast as Molly Brown in Titanic, 1997, but had to turn the role down due to scheduling conflicts. The role would eventually go to Kathy Bates. In research for this show, we found Reba had a philosophical side to her as these quotes may may be indicated. Quote, you don't waste your entire life waiting to go back to dust, unquote. Quote, being a strong woman is very important to me, but doing it all on my own is not, unquote. Quote, Easter is very important to me. It's a second chance, unquote. When asked by Larry King if she had ever been asked to sex it up, the little uh, she re- she replied, "I'm more home homegrown. I guess I guess you know the good old girl. Being sexy is kind of funny to me. You know I can't get the kind of spunk, or I get enough. You know that's the kind of tough sexy look. But sexy, no, I don't think so. Just what you see is what you get on me, and that's never been anything." of a sexual nature. To succeed in life, you need three things, a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. Be different, stand out, and work your butt off. For me, singing sad songs often has very healing, uh, various of healing situations. It gets the herd out in the open, into the light, and out of the darkness. Finding a good bus driver can be as important as finding a good musician. Dolly paved such a great freeway for women. So did Loretta, Tammy, and Barbara Mandarell. I've got to keep paving that freeway for the gals in country music. Maybe it gives them some ammunition, incentive, and inspiration to continue on. Now let's hear another song. Days and then 
of High Flight. Boy, she did a great <laughs> job, though, of that song. Yeah. Okay. Reba, never for lack of giving her thoughts, says on her recording and film, Is There a Life Out There? 1994. Quote, When women come up to me and say because of that song, they went back to college and got their degree after the kids were grown. Music is very, very strong. It heals. It talks to you like nobody can talk to you. She says about her early career, It took me six years. Thank God the record label kept me on. It wasn't a cram it down your throat, hurry up, throw it out. You'd better be number five or better, or you're out. Thank goodness it wasn't that way when I was getting started. I would have never had gotten my toe in the door. On transcending gender politics, as a woman, you don't complain. You work twice as hard, and you do your job. You try to outsmart them. You try to outwork them, and you get there first. You help out. You volunteer, and you're at the front of the line. That's what I learned from working on the cattle range and helped me through my uh, music career. Excuse me. To succeed in life, you need three things, a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. Mr. Producer, can we hear, is there life out there? She thought she was ready. Now 
Turn the pages of Eastern history to when it was Eastern Air Transport. 
as you probably know by now, I like researching Eastern history by turning to the early days when it was Pitcairn. And then after it was sold, its name was changed to Eastern Air Transport and then Eastern Air Lines. The February issue of the Eastern Air Transport newsletter was called the Newswing. And in that issue was an article about the celebration of the Wright brothers' first flight at Kitty Hawk. And as usual, I discovered in the article how much EAT, Eastern Air Transport, was respected even back in the day. Now, here's that article. Twenty-five years of flight. On December 17, 1903, Orville Wright, the younger of the then-unknown Wright brothers, made the first flight. For four years, he and his brother Wilbur had studied, experimented, designed, tested, and worked unceasingly to build a flying machine. Only three days previous, the machine was ready. Winning the toss of a coin, Wilbur Wright had got the machine off the ground, only to have it ascend too steeply and come down to earth in a minor crash. The next two days were spent in repairing the damage. Now it was Orville's turn. The machine stood on its skids on a wooden runway held by cable while the motor was warmed up. Only five spectators were present as Orville Wright climbed into the machine. The cable was released, and while Wilbur ran alongside and to steady one wing, Orville started the craft along the runway into the face of a 27-mile wind. After a 40-foot run, the machine rose from the ground and pursued an erratic course of flight for a distance of 120 feet in 12 seconds and came down to earth undamaged at as high an elevation as it had left. The first flight had been made in the first airplane by Orville Wright, the first pilot. To commemorate the 25th anniversary of this great event and to honor the two brothers who together developed the first successful airplane, President Coolidge called an International Civil Aeronautics Conference in Washington on December 12th. There gathered the leaders of the aviation industry from all over the world. In a three-day conference, international problems of air transportation were discussed and debated. On the day of the opening of the conference, the United States Post Office Department, sponsors of the greatest organized air transport system in the world, issued a special two-cent stamp and a special five-cent airmail stamp to commemorate the occasion. Five days later, the delegates to the conference traveled from Washington to the little town of Kitty Hawk in North Carolina to further honor the Wright brothers by the dedication of a shaft erected on the spot of the first flight. Once more, the post office department saw fit to appropriately honor the first pilot and his brother. Postmaster General New had authorized a special airmail cancellation for the Kitty Hawk Post Office on December 17th, 
An attempt was made to provide a striking illustration of the development of the Wright Brothers' flying machine of 1903 into the mail plane of today. To this end, our assistant operations manager, H.A. Elliott, flew from Richmond to Kitty Hawk to locate a suitable landing place from which our super mail wings could take the hundreds of thousands of letters on this special flight. But, irony of fate, the developments of the airplane has been so great that the spot that was especially selected as the best in the country for the trial flights of the 35-mile-an-hour Wright machine of 1903 proved upon inspection to be unsafe for a super mail wing with its 500 pounds of mail and its top speed of 135 miles an hour. So the special mail from Kitty Hawk was taken by truck to the nearest safe landing field where it was transferred to the Pitcairn Plains and flown north and south over the New York-Atlanta-Miami Airway. What more convincing illustration of the marvelous progress of these 25 years of flight can be offered than the simple fact that within 48 hours, all of the special airmail was delivered to the most remote cities of California, Oregon, and Washington, over 3,000 miles from Kitty Hawk. Good story. Yes, yeah. very good story. It's like you want to hear more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I like the fact that Eastern Air Transport, Eastern Airlines, was uh, was recognized back in the day as being uh, the one of the leading carriers, of course, our, our aircraft companies, whatever they called them back then. And it's always fun to look up history and find out how the name, our name, of Eastern Airlines was uh, so recognized. Oh, absolutely. We love hearing it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can't remember everything, so it's nice to bring it to mind. What do you think, Mike? uh, I'm a collector of old Eastern stuff and memorabilia and all that, and I know that uh, I've been looking for a set of those Eastern Air Transport wings and hat badges, and uh, I had bid on one one time several years back, and the price of a uh, being as there were so few of them, they it, they went for fifty five hundred bucks. Oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> man! I, they're very very rare. <laughs> hey hey Mike, speaking of yeah. collections like that, uh, uh, and because of my age, uh, I have a, uh, a library. And Dorothy and Don, you've seen it. You've been in there yeah. in my studio in my office, and I've got all of these little things of memorabilia and even um, a four-bladed uh, Hamilton standard prop that was made out of the last uh, Electra blade. Uh, yeah. And you probably have seen that. But I have all I have of that. One. I have airmail stamps, too, <laughs> back in the 30s that wow. was issued. Yeah. i got to go back and look at the date. And uh, Admiral Engel, my best friend that we did a book together, uh, yeah. gave me all of this stuff before he died. And oh, I'm wondering wow. what the heck can I do with this stuff to, you know, keep it out there. I've been thinking about, you know, my kids are not going to want it, but, uh, you know, what, what, since you're a collector, 
What do you suggest? And we've talked about this well, before on the air. I know that my family, when they see my place, of course, my ex-wife comes in and her joy hits the floor, and she tells me that I don't live in a house. It's just a museum. So, like Ed Slane's. And, and my youngest son seems to be a little more interested in the stuff than my older one does, but I have so much stuff. I've been collecting Eastern stuff from when I was a kid, and then all the years yeah. my dad was with Eastern, sure. and then when I was yeah. with Eastern and after, I just keep um, on eBay uh, constantly picking up all kinds of stuff. I, I've even lost track of what I have. Sometimes um, I buy something, and I wasn't sure if I had it, and I'll be looking for something else sometime, and I'll find the other one. So <laughs> if well, I ever know, get a chance to clean my place out, I'll, I'll find out what I really have. Well, it sounds like I ought to send everything to you, except when your wife comes in, she'll probably sweep it out. <laughs> well, it's... She swept me out a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) But that's when I guess you have to donate it to some library around that is interested in just Eastern memorabilia. Uh, I've been thinking about Miami Historical, uh, where you sent some stuff, and also the Georgia State uh, Uh, thing there. Yes, because... Uh, they at least have a display together, and you see so much at one time. It's more memorable when you can see all of yeah. these things there. Um, I can't wait to get down there sometime. And when I well, you know, it, I hope I've to. got the early timetables. I mean, all the way back to uh, Pitt Karen when their mail runs were doing, uh, and, and t- a lot of people collect timetables. Schedules. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I have I have boxes full of me and Neil. Oh my <laughs> God! Going back. <laughs> it's fabulous. Well, it would take one of those super male wings to get it out of there. Yeah, I'll tell you, right. everybody. I says I have a sickness. I think with all this stuff. Oh, you God. know when we were, when Don was talking about the uh, Reba McIntyre and all of the uh, the stuff that she had to bring with her, I wondered what plane did she use to get all yeah. of this on there? What size would you need for all of that? Well, she didn't. Uh, that all went by truck. It went because yeah. the airplane that she was flying was the least airplane, and it was an HS-125 Hawker Sidley, and I used to fly those. Oh wow! And uh, oh. It, it doesn't hold very many. It, it's it's only got eight seats in it. Yeah. So I don't know how they got all. You know, they had two pilots and eight seats, and you had no room for anything else once the passengers passengers are all in there. Well, wow. you know, back in the uh, '60s, Mike, I was flying the Convairs and. And um, and we pulled into a station one time, and there was a conveyor that belonged to Neil Diamond. And Neil Diamond was using conveyors to, uh, I guess, get from city to city to do his shows. And yeah, and uh, I think uh, Elvis didn't he have a conveyor too? He had a, he had a conveyor 580. Yeah. He had a conveyor 880. Yeah. He had a wow. Convair 880, and he also had a Jetstar, one of the first Jetstars, which yeah. only had yeah. two engines on it. If yeah. you remember, wow. the, the very first ones only had two engines instead of four. And they put four, yeah. And we, Eastern had yeah. one. No, that was that was a Sabre, wasn't right. it? Right, yeah. That was a train, yeah. I worked at uh, yeah. Lauderdale Airport for a long yeah. time. Really? Uh, and on the tail it said uh, TCB, taking care of business. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Had Lisa, Lisa Marie written on the nose. Yeah. Oh, his daughter. wow. Yep. That was his daughter. Yep. Jeez, well, yeah, it's just so fascinating, all of this stuff, because, you know, it, it, you know, you hear things years ago, but it doesn't really seem as much as it does now. Now it seems like, can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> well, Don, we're going to have to uh, get to the end of the show, so you take it on. Okay. I can do that. Uh, Dorothy, do you have anything before we leave? Uh, uh, yes, just t- let me tell you a little bit about the Monday shows coming up. Uh, November 11th, we have Honoring Veterans Day. Uh, November 18th, we have the Aircraft Ditching, and followed by Once Upon a Long Time Ago. Now, December 2nd, we will not have a program, nor will we have any on the uh, Eastern uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, Eastern music and history. We will uh, let it go for that weekend and celebrate Thanksgiving with all of the hosts uh, getting their little bit of vacation time. So back to you, uh, Don. Okay, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, we are hope you are enjoying the artist we have played in the greatest recording artist during the Eastern series. We certainly enjoy spinning them on the Eastern Turntable. Make sure you join us next Thursday when we select another great singer and with his or her song with a little bit of Eastern sprinkled in. You know, keeping in touch with our Eastern family is of the greatest importance to this radio show. We look forward every week uh, sharing the memories, music, and stories of our great airline with the whole world. Do you have a story or memory you'd like to share with our Eastern family? Some of the stories Neil reads from the Eastern Files are written by Eastern employees. We would certainly like to hear from you, perhaps a story you'd like to share with us. The Eastern Radio Show would like to broadcast it during one of our shows, either you sharing your memory live during the broadcast or send it to us and we'll broadcast your story on the air. You can send your request to host at EALradioshow.com. That's host at EALradioshow.com. We'll tell you what you need to do to have it read on the show. For now, this is Don Gagnon, and on behalf of our producer, Captain Neil Holland, my lovely wife, Dorothy, we sign off with this beautiful song by Merle Haggard. So long, Eastern family. We love you, Easter. So long, Don, Dorothy, Whoa. Don, Mike. We love you. See you Monday night. Mike, thank yep. you so Have much a good for weekend. joining us. You too. Don't leave me 
Don't take that airplane ride But you locked me out of your mind And left me standing here behind Silver wings Shining in the sun Somewhere in flight They're taking you away Leaving me lonely Silver wings Slowly fading out of sight Gotta go take care of my darling. So long, guys. Okay. There you go. Bye-bye. Tell me say bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.